and, and, and I, so I come to full draw. He spooks. Like he's looking up at me. And, and the whole time I'm trying to move the camera. He's arm. like 10 steps. He's awful close. It was awesome. And, and to, to have to move the camera to make sure he's in frame because he keeps coming at me. I'm like, well, I got to get footage. If I don't get footage, this thing, it doesn't matter. Matt won't take it. (laughs) I got to get credit for this. And, and I wait till he puts his head down to, to walk forward and I move, bump the camera down a little bit. So he's finally in frame. He ste- he looks up and he, he's finally yeah. like, okay, something's weird <laughs> The jig's here. up. <laughs> and he takes a couple steps back. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 184. I'm Tim Chelzik, and I want to say yeehaw. And you're Matt Drury. Well, I was waiting for you to say yeehaw. I did. <laughs> okay. Yeehaw! That's, yeehaw! That's right. All right. This is a special edition. If you have, We're going to saddle up, pony. Right. <laughs> We've got the first tree saddle kill in Drury Outdoors history. That's right. And I think Mark's, I think Mark's opinion is have as much fun with you as you want with that, Tim. He, he, when you sent the text <laughs> message, he, he replied back, I always knew you were a tree right. saddle type of guy. <laughs> How did you take that? I was like, <laughs> I had a giggle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think he's super impressed. <laughs> so enjoy your saddle. Tim. Obviously, you know, we've done two tree saddle episodes so far. We did one with Chris Duncan and Keith Bean from yes. GSM. And they were kind of introducing this Hawk saddle that they, they were coming out with. And then we did another one with Mark Kenyon where he kind of got into the ins and outs because he, admittedly he had more kind of expertise around and saddle hunting in general. Mm-hmm. So because he had done it where we had not. He, exactly. <laughs> so uh, one of your goals was to try to, you know, Hawk yeah. sent you this new tree the, saddle. The to try saddle. Out. Mm-hmm. And your goal was to go out and see what you could do with this thing. And, and the, the, the scenario worked out really well. So as you know, I am prone to drama in the places that I hunt because I tend to hunt more suburban <laughs> locations. You're prone to drama so, in general, dude. Right, it's my life. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I'm setting up a stand on my lease and I got a text like, hey, the guy that used to hunt out here five years ago is on his way. He's going to hunt this afternoon. Hmm. And I was like, really? Um, that's news to me because I paid to hunt out here and that was not. Anyway, so essentially I got uh, I got booted from that part of the property and uh, well, this guy takes his stands down. So we cleared that up. He's on his way out, but he's taking his stands down during, during the rut, like the worst time. People amaze me. I am screwed. And this bedding cover is primo. It's incredible. So I regroup. Uh, I, I went out Saturday morning uh, and had a few encounters, but nothing. I was, I was interested in shooting. Uh, Saturday afternoon, it was windy. Wind was, was out of the West. We had a good deer cast day. And I decided there's this, there's a stand of cedars on a South facing slope in this, uh, the foothills of the Ozarks where I hunt. And, uh, I've wanted to hunt it for years because I've seen deer back in there. I've hunted the perimeter of it. I always see deer in and around it. But right now I, I know that bucks are tending does and they're in that tight cover, but it's just too thick to get a stand into. So I thought, heck, I'll, throw the saddle on and I'll go back in there and I'll do some prospecting for a tree that I can get up into. And it's either Giddy cedars, <laughs> pretty much. It's either cedars or it's really gnarly old oaks. None of them are very tall. Uh, they're all kind of twisted and ha- none of them have a, a trunk you could get a lock on or even a climber into. Um, so 
I eased into these cedars and immediately the wind calms down in there because it's wind cover and it gets quiet. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous in there. And there's, there's rubs and everything. And, um, I walk, I walk all the way down, um, westward through these cedars looking for any tree I could use. I can't find anything. So I backtrack, which I hate doing because I've, I've already left a whole, I probably walked a hundred yards through this, the lengthwise of this uh, set of cedars. I've left a lot of scent, but I put on some of the nose jammer on my boots. I think that helped me later in the hunt. Um, walk back up to where the, the trail kind of pinnacles in the cedars. It's at the mouth of a huge cave. It's called Indian cave, just a really neat spot. And I found an old Oak tree and it's, it's, you know, I don't know, maybe a foot and a half wide. It's, it's not very, it's not a very big tree, but I climb it and get strapped in and it's tight. I've, I've got maybe a 20 yard perimeter uh, or like a 20 yard radius to shoot within. Otherwise everything else is just thick. And, uh, and, 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 and when you're, when you're in the saddle, the majority of your weight is hanging in your, in your seat harness, but, but, uh, but the helium saddle comes with, you mean like uh, it's cadangle don't work. <laughs> it does. Thank you. <laughs> There's also a, a back strap that goes around kind of like right, right where your lats are. And that takes some of the, the, it redistributes some of the weight onto your back. And so <laughs> have I lost you already? A, I feel like I've lost no, you. No, no, no. I'm a child. I just keep thinking of the cadangle don't work. <laughs> Continue. I mean, what are you going to do? I, Continue. <laughs> let's do that. Well, when I had my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm probably at a 45 degree angle, and I didn't have I didn't have uh, one of the uh, the platforms. The, the platforms are saddle hunting in general is becoming such a huge deal that the manufacturers are having a hard time keeping the the, the equipment in stock. I, I, so I didn't have the the saddle that goes with the kit, uh, but I did find the a platform a, that goes a, with a platform. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, uh, I didn't have a platform, but I did have a decent limb that I could kind of wedge my feet onto. It's saddle hunting. I, I think. If I were to be a lot heavier, I don't think it would be a good option for me because I don't think it would be comfortable long term. I was I was in the saddle for probably three hours that afternoon, and I could see how if I was carrying extra weight, that might get a little uncomfortable. Gotcha, Amy. Okay. New so just I'm just I'm just saying you should not wear the saddle. <laughs> oh, is that you is suck, that Matt. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um so I, and, and I knew like in that scenario, if I see any deer movement, I'm going to have to turn the camera on. Cause I've got, I've got four total cameras on me between tactic cams and my big camera. Um, I, I'm, if I see a deer, I'm going to have to turn the cameras on because I'm just not going to have time, much time to react. Well, three hours into the sit, I see legs moving in the, in the cedars below me coming my direction. And so I start turning all the cameras on and, and I, and as she gets closer, I can tell it, it's a doe, but that's this time of year. You, you see a doe, yeah. good chances are. You assume there should be a buck behind That's right. Her. That's right. Uh, and so she, uh, she comes out into the clearing and, and I can tell there's movement back behind her. I'm thinking, oh, what's this going to be? And I can see it's got a rack. And, uh, and already I'm getting nervous though, because I'm, I maybe, I don't know, 15, 18 feet up this tree. I'm not very high up it. And she's coming right towards my tree. And anytime a deer comes right to, to you, you're worried about, well, I put my backpack down there and you just, you don't want them to, to, to cut your trail, pick up your scent. She continues feeding underneath me and the buck 
continues coming and he's standing just on the edge like they do just on the edge of the clearing no shot i can tell it's it's a decent buck it's probably a three and a half year old buck it's the nub in nine it's the buck i passed on earlier oh, in the nubs. season he's, he's the buck that i told my daughter sophie that she could shoot if she had the opportunity <laughs> i know i'm not a good not a good person don't feel great about that part but <laughs> she wasn't get there over it. she's got a lot of years to hunt um and, and this to me is where deer hunting is so contextual because I chose not to take that deer back in September, October when yeah. I saw him. It was just a traditional. He came into my food plot. I had him at probably 15 Good yards. Encounter. It really was, but but I just didn't have the mass that, that I was looking for at that point in the season. Plus, it was early in the season. Um, but he's standing on the edge watching her, tending her. He lets out a tending grunt, which is cool to see and hear in, in close quarters. And I'm thinking, this is he's still a pretty good deer. Did the did it sound kind of like this? That's that's what yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. And he didn't stop. I've just been dying to use and that all podcast. Speaking of, I tend to do a lot of tending grunts myself. If that's what they sound Ask like. Ask God about Saturday. Oh, we got new soundboard sounds. I can't wait. Yep. Can't wait. Um, so I, I'm leaning out in my saddle, and, and all the cameras are going, and I've decided, okay, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna try to shoot. I'm gonna try to shoot this deer, and. Um, and the doe continues to feed. And I assume the doe is going to bust me because she's right there. I can hear her chewing. She's so darn close. And <laughs> thank you. You are the soundboard. Uh, that was me, guys. Wow. You got uh, a little bonus I'm this week. Um, An extra after, candy bar for lunch. <laughs> I looked at, I looked at the, the, the footage. It's 11 and a half minutes worth of encounter footage, which to Isn't, me. That's an eternity, really. It, it really <laughs> is, especially when you're hanging out over the limb at about a 45 degree angle supported by a chest harness and a, and a waist harness a gymnast it was it was a lot of contorting um that's what she said and so the, the the buck walks in he comes to to kind of bump the doe a little bit but then he realizes there's a lump in that tree that i've never seen before. and i'm in my blaze orange also so i don't i don't believe deer can see the blaze orange but mentally i don't like wearing it when i'm bow hunting mentally i'm hanging from the side of a tree <laughs> and i stand out like a pumpkin I, I yesterday i was out there filming some stuff and i looked up at, at the same tree and i was wondering like what in the world was going through that deer's brain look at that giant limb like, what is that <laughs> and and, and I, so i come to full draw he spooks like he's looking up at me and, and the whole time i'm trying to move the camera he's arm, like 10 steps he's awful close it was awesome and and to, to have to move the camera to make sure he's in frame because he keeps coming at me. I'm like, well, I got to get footage. If I don't get footage, this thing, it doesn't matter. Matt won't take it. <laughs> I got to get credit for this. And, and I wait till he puts his head down to, to walk forward. And I move, bump the camera down a little bit. So he's finally in frame. He ste- he looks up and he, he's, finally, yeah. he's finally like, okay, something's weird <laughs> the jig's here. up. And he takes a couple steps back. And he turns and he looks back at the doe like, is Cindy still there? Is, is this, are we still good? Uh, but then you can tell he's looking at me and you can see him like load up like yeah. he's about to drop. He is. And, uh, and I, I came to full draw and got him. Did yeah. <laughs> it was a perfect was shot, great shot. I mean, you couldn't have placed an arrow any better. Which, which I I love. I I I am a nerd about arrow placement. I just love seeing where that arrow hits. Pla- pass through, full pass through. Uh, he bounds out of there. 
And what happened? Well, I couldn't see from my vantage point, but when you review the footage, he's he's blowing blood all over the place. It was crazy. Tears off through the cedars, and about thirty yards into the 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 the, the cedars, he smacks into a tree. You see the tree shake, and he just tips over, crashes, and it's done. And and, blew his heart out. And and again, yeah, it was double lung and and uh, and top of the heart crazy it was the rage tripan that i was shooting and that that thing just slips through him like nothing like butter uh, like butter that's right and it, it was done and I, and I just could not believe that that happened i was so out of breath i i've killed much bigger deer in my life but i don't know that i've had an encounter that was that exhilarating because it literally was a full body experience your face it was like this i think i'm gonna throw up <laughs> literally when your reaction that's what i thought like tim's out of breath he's gonna have a heart attack my, my wife was watching She's like, why are you so out of breath? Because I, you know, <laughs> you never I, get my, this way. <laughs> normally, <laughs> my cardio is pretty good. Like I, I, I'm in pretty good shape. And to get that out of breath tells you how elevated my heart rate was. Pumped up. It was. It was so much fun. And that hunt would not have happened without the flexibility of a saddle to get into that tree. Giddy up. You're not a doucher. <laughs> I'm not. At least not today. Yeah, it was awesome. Congratulations. It Thank was you. such. In the footage, I mean. I, it's one thing I feel like to try to do the tree saddle hunt, but it's another thing to film and bow hunt and do the tree saddle hunt. Like those three things, like you pick three very hard things to do. <laughs> stupid. <Yeah. laughs> Some would say it's stupid. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. So, so we've got three angles on the deer. Um, and when you look at, when you look at the setup, it looks like a Christmas tree because you've got You've got ropes coming down yeah, yeah. for your harness. You've got your bow hanger. You I got- don't know how you got your shot, frankly, because it looked like you're tangled up in the reaction. You it have, looks yeah, like yeah. you're kind of tangled. So you've got the bridge is, is the piece of rope that kind of comes in front of you that attaches the carabiner. And so you've got the bridge and then you've got the, the, the back strap that attaches also. So I have to go above all that stuff to grab my hand release and then come to full draw. So th- there, there are... It's a different shooting Nuances. scenario. That's a good word. Yes. It's it's a totally Wildlife different scenario. <laughs> Nuance. <laughs> Brought to you by Matt Drury That's right. and Deercast. So so we got the first tree saddle kill uh, of Drury Outdoors out of the way. Blow it up. Everything else is my man. My man. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. That Thank was you. a heck of a hunt. Very, I, very I'm awesome. excited to to put it together and Des- share it on Deercast. Despite now. what Mark says. <laughs> right. <laughs> He was pumped for you too. I, uh, I would but love. He did to, like to make fun of you. I would, it's part of the part of being in the club. We can't all hunt out of blinds, Mark. Come on. <laughs> right. Some of us got to use tree saddle. I just want to. I don't want him to hunt in a saddle. I just want to see him in a saddle. It'll be like a dog in an Elizabethan coat. There's a back in the day they did a. It was for like tree stand safety, and I'm talking like in the 90s and Stan, when Stan Potts was hunting with them and and for Jury Outdoors, mm-hmm. and they did a set of like they always were doing instructional videos about certain things. And this one was about tree stand safety and wearing a safety harness. And they did this video where I don't exactly remember how it went down, but basically Stan steps out, you know, he's like three, four foot off the ground on a stand and they steps off to, to Mm -hmm. mock what it's like to hang from a stand or hang from a harness or whatever. And that's kind of what I, Envision hunting out of a tree saddle as like falling out of a stand and hanging there from your heart. <laughs> Stay there. Right. Dangling. It, 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 hey, it hold is. on. You mean like it's dangle don't yeah. work. Exactly. Mine did. Twice. It worked for three time. hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the major difference because 
in your harness, you think if I need to use this, I'm using it once and it's only going to be temporary. <laughs> yeah. But the saddle, you're relying on that the entire time <laughs> you're in the tree. And, and I've, you know, I've, I've, rock climbed, I've rappelled, <laughs> I've, I've facilitated high ropes courses. So I've had some experience with being in a saddle, <laughs> but never as long as, as that. Uh, so it's, it's definitely something new, but, but if, if there's something different, I should say, but if you're, if you've got a tough area to hunt, like I know some guys do really well hunting scraggly stands of trees that others won't touch, but the deer know that and they bed in there. And these guys are killing really big deer on public land around other folks that just won't even bother because they can't get a stand in these trees. So just, just another option for folks. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. pretty awesome, man. He did. All right. So, so how about we do the uh, the wildlife word? All right. It's brought to you by Hunter Specialties, makers of the comprehensive Senaway line of scent elimination products. Ooh-wee. All right. What is it? The wildlife week? word. We're getting a little generous with wildlife words these days because sometimes they're not always words. Sometimes they're just like a number. So I am cheating and I'm looking at your... It's okay. I put that there for you. You're not cheating. You're not going to believe this. I literally just thought of this word yesterday. Oh, yeah? In the stand. I'm sitting there. I don't even know why it popped into my head. Tremor in the force. And because we, I think we did a podcast back in the day. Kenyon and I did this with um, Lee Lakoski. And the the podcast was an absolute disaster. (laughs) I mean, you hear kids yelling and pots and pans. (laughs) And like, I never could hear Lee or hell at the time. I didn't even know what... this word was. Okay. <laughs> so I won't give it away. Without further ado, what's the wildlife word so, of the day? So the, the word is actually not gestation, but that's part of the, what it's the wildlife question of the day. I okay. Guess. So the gestation period for a white-tailed deer is how long? Is it A, 201 days, B, none of your business, C, 21 days, or D, 400 days? I, I really don't recall. <laughs> I'm going to go with A, 201. You are correct, sir. Really? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. You did it. That guy was excited for me. And, and that's typically how biologists will determine peak esters. They, they backdate from when fawns drop. I was going to say, so a lot of times they'll go and, <clears throat> and like deer that are hit on the side of the road, if, if they are pregnant, they'll kind of find out like how far along the fawns are and they kind of backdate it. Is yep. that, and that correct? And mm-hmm. then they figure out kind of peak estrus for those areas. Exactly. Is that one of the ways they do it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, 201 days. That's, that's crazy. When you think about a, 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 an animal developing like that and yeah. coming out pretty much ready to roll. Yeah. So from this period, the rut, 201 days from, from now, you start right? Seeing fawns drop. That's yep. right. Yeah. What's that math? When is that? Usually spring, so is it? It's exactly spring. Yes, stop there, because <laughs> that's math. I hear you. <laughs> we don't have the abacus. We don't have the deer cast abacus out here helping us out. <laughs> you and your mom are hillbillies. <laughs> not not false. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are your plans for the rest of the season? All right, so I got two tags left, and I got one in Missouri, one in mm-hmm. Illinois. Um, so the Illinois, I got a first and second season gun tag in Illinois. Okay. So the first season's coming up this weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Second season is the first weekend of December. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, weather wise, not looking great. The first season also coincides with 
the Missouri firearm season. So like mm. the, the last part of the Missouri firearm season is this weekend. I yeah. think it ends on Tuesday then. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm kind of torn because the weather really does kind of suck coming up. It gets warm again. And <clears throat> like tonight it's a East Southeast. And I don't have any kind of good mm. spots for an East South East winds suck in general. Yeah. Agreed. Turkey season, deer season, East winds can bite it. <laughs> so I, I think they're associated with a certain type of weather system. That, crappy that one doesn't, that doesn't bode well for us. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I could probably go back to the river and, and hunt either of the actual river uh, tree stands that we got mm-hmm. like that are on the river and it kind of blows up the edge, but kind of over the water. So we could probably get away with it okay. with a gun in hand. So basically I got two gun tags left. And if I don't kill something in the Missouri rifle season, I have the ability in Missouri to use it as my archery tag. Sure. Like you just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I still haven't killed something, I can use it for the late season, uh, muzzleloader season at the end of, you know, between Christmas and new year's basically sure. when that period is. So <clears throat> I, I and my wife would love nothing more for me to finish <laughs> it out. Just to, out. to, to, and that's been what I've been telling her. Like I've been gone a lot. We hunted all day Saturday, all day Sunday. This, this is a couple of weeks backdated now because this will happen after uh-huh. the, the week. Well, so not this week, but next week. Get that in the past. So anyhow, I, I've been telling her basically not lying, but I've been telling her, hey, if I can tag out, the season's over, honey. <laughs> like, like you're bringing home magic beans. Like that's what ba- this is basically. So. I don't have great hope. There's basically two deer I'm chasing, one on the lease and one on the river. We just pulled camera cards yesterday on the river and didn't see him anywhere. I guess study of the pictures a little closer to see if maybe he was flying by one of the cameras, but we didn't see him anywhere. And then there's a a big deer that I passed last year on the lease called the timber nine during gun season. And and of course he showed back up and he's all over the lease. It's all at the middle of the night. My cell cameras keep pinging and showing me that he's, he's through there, but it's on the middle of the night. That doesn't mean he didn't walk right by our timber set. Like he did last year in the middle of the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just don't know it. He's a nice deer, but I'm kind of in the back of my mind, holding out hope for the split G2 buck that I have called two shorties, yep. seven year old buck. Haven't had one single picture of him since September 27th, 28th, but you kind of, are used to that. Yes. That's about the time early October. He always leaves. And, um, and then he shows back up late season. Mm -hmm. So in the back of my mind, I kind of keep thinking if I don't, first of all, I never kill more than two deer. Anyways, (laughs) everything else is gravy. I've said it as soon as the Illinois buck got killed. I'm like, (laughs) if I kill anything else, good deal. Great. If not, oh, well. So my plan is to, if it's not the right deer, I'm not going to shoot it, which is basically what happened. Like the Missouri firearm opener. Mm-hmm. I had plenty of chances and I didn't shoot a couple nice deer because it's not the couple deer I'm after. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting tight and, and hoping, you know, that, that one of these two or three bucks that I'm after shows up mm-hmm. and uh, in Illinois, it's a crap shoot. It's not my spot. It's not my place. I just kind I'm a guest. Yeah. And so wherever they put me, I don't say a word. Usually I don't even know what deer I'm hunting. I'm just looking for a mature buck. It worked and, out for you in the past <laughs> once. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I'm excited to go back and those guys are so nice. They got a good setup. So I'm just kind of in it for whatever sure. over there. So if something yeah. happens, great. If not, I'm not greedy, man. Like I got a freezer full of good deer sticks and overly, overly dog. dog. <laughs> That's right. So they ought, they ought to sponsor this damn <laughs> I was show. Say, like they're getting a lot of, a lot of love. It's that good. I've been eating the heck out of it since Sweet. we killed it. I've been eating it 
basically the rest of the season here. So you know far. what? I almost texted Michael Hunter um, a couple nights ago when I was working on my buck, and Michael is the chef we mm-hmm. had on from the Antler Restaurant up in Ontario. Are you doing something with the call fat? I saved the call fat. Did it's you? in the fridge. You're stunned. Yep. Uh, so I got to clean some of the leaves out of it because it touched <laughs> the ground as I was uh, field dressing. That's like this is but, weird. This, this is very leafy. like an oak leaf. <laughs> weird. So so you could use that to like instead of bacon wrap filet or something like that. You can use it for those types of purposes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 That fat just melts and then kind of soaks into whatever it is you wrap it in. If you, uh, if you do something, bring some in, I'd like to bring some, you bring some Oberly dog. Okay. We'll I'll try wrap it, on- it in the call fat and then we'll <laughs> smoke it. See what well, happens. Overly dog already is smoked. <laughs> <laughs> Double smoked in call fat. <laughs> this is, I mean, like when you eat Oberly dog, like when you're done with it, you smell your fingers like mm, smoker. <laughs> like we, I got to bring a Ziploc bag to put the remnants back in that smoky huh that smoky because like i'm like if i can smell this surely a deer can smell no this. doubt <laughs> something smells like hickory out here wait a second <laughs> snacks for racks this was a rack that was now a snack oh all right so yeah Let's get the hell out of here why don't we um yeah so everyone thanks for thanks for watching if you want to leave a question of the day um uh, just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you to a place where you hit uh, leave voicemail and beep do boop, that. Beep, boop, boop. It's easier than that even. It's <laughs> like, that was like eight clicks. <laughs> this is probably two. You know what it was? I got too comfortable and I started to get fancy. <laughs> well, I think that's true for both of us on this show. Yes. This one's <laughs> been soundboard laden. It is. Yeah. Which will probably be a highly rated episode. That's right. Our- Saddle up, everybody. <laughs> get us in trouble. <laughs> <in the> two. <laughs> We're going to get reprimanded. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time. Peace out. Every hunt starts with a game plan, like knowing when and what to plant. So get DeerCast and get ahead of your game.